No cap, all facts, here we go, listen I can move across the aisle, never think twice Underground Railroad got me trying to see the light You can call a coach, Mr. Can't Get Right Yo, welcome back to the Menology Project Podcast Where here we talk about the true meaning behind what, uh, what manhood looks like As we understand what our value, our identity, and our purpose is I am your host, Quentin and on today, I have my boy with me, Mr. Terrence Purier, uh, one of the uh, Detroit's finest on the uh, mentorship, leadership, master class. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he's an author. Uh, great book, Grow Through It. I'll have him talk about that on a later date. Uh, but I invited him on here today, guys, because uh, he posted post out yesterday. First of all, how you doing, Terrence? Doing good, man. That's Doing good, real man. good. That's good, man. I'm glad to have you on here. Uh, but the other day, man, you put out a really good post out on uh, social media, and uh, I had to chase you down so that we can really talk about it. And it was basically talking about uh, not making excuses, but making adjustments. And so I like yeah. that term because I am in transition of going from podcast to YouTube uh, on this particular podcast here on Manology, um, because I have a, a different vision and a dream for what I want this podcast to do. And uh, yes. so when I saw that, I was like, holy smokes, I've been sitting on this for maybe about, oh, maybe about a year on the YouTube stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so just, you know, from that aspect, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I know you do master leadership classes and stuff like that. But let's just dive in that. Uh, what do you mean on that don't it make excuses? Kind of dial in on that for me. Yeah, so the, the unique thing about excuses and adjustments, um, everybody has both. So the people who have um, excuses are also the same people who have the capacity to make adjustments. Mm -hmm. And usually people, are they, they come into contact with the choice to make one or the other through change or when we're trying to grow and expand, develop, or just contribute at a higher level, we're both often confronted with a chance to delay it because we have excuses or we just work with what we have and we make the, the adjustments necessary. I know for me, um, when I first kind of lived this truth, it was when I decided to go back to school because I, I went back to school. Um, I mean, I was married, had a family, had kids, and I worked full time and I didn't really have as we say, we didn't have the time. <laughs> so I, I kind of felt like, you know, people, my peer group was either they were able to finish school already or they were saying, I can't go back because I have a family or because I'm working the job. And I said, well, I know a single mom, she did it. You know, I know this person over here has the same stuff going on, just lost a parent and they did it. And so I'm like, you know, it can be done. Right. And so I just decided, you know, I'm gonna stop making these excuses and just make the necessary adjustments me to be able to go back to school and then i look back on it and i don't know how i even did that you know we prayed through it we came together as a family but ultimately we just we had to make some adjustments in our life to accommodate what we wanted to do and so it kind of became a theme of my life to where if there's something that you want to get done it doesn't often happen in the realm of convenience right you know right. sometimes right. we have to make adjustments and it's very easy because excuses are they can be legit right like if i say i don't want to run a marathon because i'm missing a leg that's a legit excuse, but I know a guy who did it, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> right, it's not to bully a person who has legit excuses, but it's like, if you really want something, 
Right. You're going to have to ultimately make some adjustments because you'll always have an excuse not to do it. Right. But the adjustment is the decision that you have to make that you'll do it anyway. Right. I mean, that's so crazy because that's really how I was looking at myself. I'm like, uh, this is like one sure. of the craziest excuses, right? It's like, I got to have everything perfect before I start or before I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like one of my biggest crutches, dude. It's like, okay, so if I start this YouTube channel, oh, I don't have a perfect camera. Oh, I don't have a perfect lighting. Oh, I don't have a perfect. So yeah, yeah. I'm literally running these excuses down, uh, not really digging in to understand that I, it was really like a little fear factor more than it was yeah. that I didn't have all the equipment because as you know, the cell phone come fully equipped. I mean, you showed me that, that <laughs> the cell phone comes fully equipped to, to, to start a YouTube page with the quick, yeah. like you don't need, you don't need absolutely nothing but the phone and some earbuds and you could really yeah. roll. Um, and, yeah. and we laughed about that when I, we talked about it and I was like, man, you do all this stuff on your phone. Which off of the phone. Yeah. And that eliminates excuses for being able to expand yeah. and market yeah. your business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Yeah, and it's funny because it's, you, you mentioned fear. And sometimes it's fear, but sometimes it's just preference. You know, sometimes we have a hard time getting and you you, you said something that was really powerful about getting started. Because that's yeah. usually where this this process happens. Either you're gonna make an excuse or make an adjustment is when you're starting something or you're elevating something. It's at the beginning stage of it. Right. And sometimes it's fear. And we create excuses, but sometimes it can be preference. It's like, I'm not afraid. I just want it to be this. And I want it to be at this level. And it's, oh, I'm not driving, by the way. My wife is driving. So this is, you know, I'm not <laughs> out here being crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but sometimes it's not so much that I'm afraid. It's that I just have a preference. But here's the thing about preferences. They can be crippling because, especially if you're a perfectionist, and I tend to be one. Right. But ultimately, um, there's some things we can do at a level of, of perfection, and they deserve that level of perfection. But some things we just need to do because it's the time to do it. And we have to work with the raw material of what we have. Right. And so many times we're crippled by the fear. But sometimes it could just be our preference. I wanted to, But here's the thing. There'll always be something. Because you're going to always level that thing up. <laughs> you're going to always level that thing up. And then sometimes there's some things you can't do a practice round with. They have to be excellent when you hit the gate. Some stuff you grow into it. And right. you build it as you do it. Yeah. Right. See, and that's the part that I say is that. When, when you jump into anything for social media marketing, which is like a free avenue. Yeah. So, uh, so when I look at that, and I'm glad you brought up that because you're right. It is a difference between fear and then preference. That's a really good point. Um, I'm, I'm, we're going to try to drill in on where that line is, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, that is really good because I think that it was a little, now that you said that, I think it might've been a little bit of fear and then a little bit of purpose sure. because YouTube has over 33 million YouTubers or something like that. It's like some crazy amount of YouTubers. Uh, so mm -hmm. to jump out on the scene for YouTube, you literally have to kind of come, you know, Correct. 80%. I mean, you really do. You got to come at 80%. You really can't start from ground yeah. zero as if I did with podcasts because podcasts only runs about a million, a million and a half. And uh, on, as, as far as online subscribers for podcasts, so the yeah. platform was a lot smaller. So you can kind of use your phone or a crazy mic or cheap mics, and you can do all that stuff to get by to build up your yeah. platform. But when you're dealing on a YouTube sta uh, stage, and there's several or several, you know, hundred thousand people who do podcasts like you do, and they're already at a thousand percent. 
you, yeah. you know, like it made it very hard for me to, to just swallow my pride to say, oh, I'm going to just start. Even though my brother, yeah, was like, yeah. even though my brother was like, "Yo, you just gotta put some content out. You gotta put content. You gotta put content." And I'm like, "But dude, I'm like behind the eight ball. <laughs> I'm like largely behind this eight ball, basically because it's like everybody who doing who's doing podcasts have multiple camera angles. They got, I mean, they got all this stuff, and they're like regular yeah. small. This is a small podcast. We're talking like twelve thousand uh, subscribers, and these guys got multiple angles." lighting studios i mean everything i'm like okay yeah. so i gotta figure out another plan uh, but yeah. i didn't want my excuses to hinder me which i feel like they still did because even mm. once i actually bought some of the equipment i was still hesitant and that's why i said yeah. that, that fine line between fear and then preference um like where where do we when do we have to literally just say enough is enough you know, because yeah, it's, when, because yeah. it's important to hit our purpose. So when do we say enough yeah. is enough and, and jump right into that? So yeah, you, when, when it's time. Leader, huh? When it's time. You, you do it when it's time because a lot of these people who have the multiple angles and they have these um, followers, they started with a cell phone or they started right. talking to their family. Everybody has a start. It's just not always online. And right. so sometimes we're able to see a person's process and it's like, okay, and we're encouraged to start at our level. Other times, if you don't know there's a process involved, you think they were just born great. And so sometimes it can be intimidating to say, I don't want to come out here because this is the norm. This is the status. Right. And I got to meet the status to be taken serious. But really, um, the feedback you were given was good that you just need to have content. Because ultimately, you can have people who have all the cameras and all the stuff and all the things and ain't got nothing to say. But because they have the optics, they, they get an audience. And it's superficial success, but it works for them. Right. Then you have people who ain't got nothing but a smartphone or nothing but just a little play school mic, but because they have such smashed content, it's, right. they're going to reach who they're supposed to reach and they grow into people who we say came out of nowhere, but really they didn't. But um, usually it's time to start when it's just time to start. And it's right. funny because we're often called to start a thing or we feel the unction to start a thing when we feel the least qualified to do it. Like we don't feel we're ready, but I think it's important to start when it's time to start because whatever, if it's time, and what I mean by that is, um, we, we tend to have a strong conviction about when we should move into a thing, when we should start something. Right. And it, it's a thin line, but in my experience has been when I feel it's time to do something, I'm going to pray about it and think about it and talk to the wife, but I'm going to ultimately come to a decision to start regardless of how I feel about the start, if it's time, right. you know, cause when we, even when we had uh, my first daughter, we had a crib, but I had no experience and we didn't have the angles of good parenting because we had never done it before, but it's time because the baby's here. And so we had to make adjustments based on the timing. I have other people who had the parents give them a nice some money, got a big house, had the baby nursery, everything was set up and they were still terrible parents. So sometimes the, the, the cushion and the comfort that comes with what we think is ready isn't all that there is to it. Sometimes the timing has to just be right. And the grace has to be for you to do it. And if you have smashed content and you have a, uh, if you are just gifted for that industry, you'll find yourself thriving with very um, little to work with simply because you have a grace to do it. So, but you want to be as good as you can be. And I do the same thing where I'm like, I don't want to launch this until I can do it at this level. And I hesitate yeah. and I hesitate for a long time, but then I'll get to the point where I'm like, you know what? It's, it's time for me to do this. And then like doors will open for it. So it's like a, it's like a catch 22. Like, <laughs> like right. do, do I do what I had to work with? And so I think it takes having this, that gut feeling to know if, if it's time to do it. 
And if it's time to do it, I had to work with the raw material of what I can work with and build as I go. And then once you gain that audience and gain that experience and that comfort level, then you have more luxury to say, okay, I want to build this up first. Because now you, you have some track record behind you. Right. You have an audience behind you. But when you first start, you'll never feel ready. <laughs> like right. you'll, you'll never feel like, man, like anytime you do something for the first time, you'll never feel, you can have everything in place, but because it's the first time, you're not going to feel ready. Right. And right. the more, you, yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish that out. Yeah, so the more you grow in that and the more you have experience jumping and leaping and taking risks, the easier it, it gets to start a thing. But that first start, that first jump off a plane, you never jumped off a plane before, it feels like a fall to your death. The third time you jump off the plane, it's just a happy, it's a good weekend, right? <laughs> because, <laughs> right? Because what used to feel like falling now feels like flying because you have experience with it. So right. it, it's, it's all about the timing. Right, and I, and I like that too, that because I remember starting um, – uh, being nervous about even starting uh, both of my podcasts uh, or even my yeah. uh, my uh, apparel company. Um, and so what I ended which up is, doing... Which is, which is fire, by the way. Well, oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, but the thing is, is that I found myself... Um, I had talked to a friend of mine and he was like, yo, why don't you just go on social media, post a date, and hold yourself accountable? And I was like, whoa. Yeah. He was like, right. Yeah. He said, I know. It's a whoa. He said, yeah. this. Once you put it out there, yeah. Right, now you're held accountable and now you won't miss your time slot. Uh, because said, that's your brand on the line. <laughs> that's yeah. your brand on the line. And he was like, he said, he said, most of the time, sometimes, uh, and this is just going back when you're saying that that timing piece. And he was like, dude, if this yeah. is the right time and you're a little bit nervous or you're a little bit, you know, uneasy about it. Uh, as far as just starting, not what you're doing, not the purpose behind what you're doing, but just getting out in front of people to give this information. Um, he said, yeah. find a way to hold yourself accountable to someone else uh, so that the work can get done. He said, and uh, he said, the best way to do it, he said, is to send it out to all your social media platform. Everybody's going to say, congratulations. I can't wait to see it. He said, and now the time is ticking. So I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. But the funny true. part, dude, is that it really worked. I mean, I literally, yeah. I, that same <laughs> night that they, my man told me, I got home, I told my wife, we did the same thing. We talked about it, prayed about it. Uh, she said she was on board. And this is for Relationship Decoded podcast. And so, dude, that night, man, it was like midnight. And I just drafted up a cheese ball-y, it was cheese ball <laughs> <laughs> announcement. Like, yo, I'm dropping the podcast on September the 18th. Hope you guys, you know, join us or something. It was just something real lame and, and cheese ball. Uh, but, but it got the ball rolling because everybody yeah. I ran into was like, yo, dude, I saw you about to drop that podcast. What's up? You, you know, how's it coming? So it really forced me to have to have to sit on and start putting content together. And it was pretty awesome because that being held accountable, yeah. I had about I had about nine episodes in the pocket before we started. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, not only yeah. did it project, not only did it uh, um, push me out there to get in the forefront, but then it pushed me to be more excellent on the on the back end, which is get that funnel of podcast episodes in the in the bucket so that you can rock out you know at least 10 weeks worth of information so that people can kind of get a grasp on where you're going with the podcast uh and you're right so when i did this this manology podcast dude it was nothing i like 
I just hit, I pressed start, dude, and just start going to work on it and just kicked it off because I had already done yeah. one thing. Um, so I do like that. Uh, it's okay to have some excuses as long as we can uh, find a way to be able to get over that bridge. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially as men. Um, you know, as men, like I said on this podcast, we're really working with our value, our identity, and our purpose. And so yeah. sometimes, uh, and I'm just going to throw this at you, you tell me your thoughts, but yeah, uh, I feel that value and identity is, is connected to your purpose. Uh, so if you don't know your worth, your self-worth, um, then it's impossible to kind of know what you, you, you're definitely not going to have an identity if you don't know your self-worth and which yeah. definitely puts a lot of pressure on you actually finding the purpose that is actually suitable for you according to God's purpose, right? Because no matter what, yeah. the purpose we're talking about is not personal purpose, but what the purpose that God has for you. So just tell me yeah. what are your thoughts on the value and the identity piece and how you think that that plays a part in it? Yeah, because a lot of our worth is attached to our work. And men are problem solvers. Right. Men like to figure things out. See, like if you if we driving right now and we lost, am I going to tell you we lost? No, I'm going to figure it out. It may take me 45 <laughs> minutes. Now, mind right. you, it'll take my wife five. But right. we, we like to figure things out. Do we look at instructions? Sometimes, sometimes, most of the times we don't. We like to try to figure things out because we are natural problem solvers. Right. And part of that identity right. comes through how we process that. How do we right. work through figuring right. things out? And so your identity, you, you, you tend to discover that when you're stretched. When you're stretched, and what can I figure out? What can I put together? What can I do? Even for, if I'm given a map, how good can I follow the map? How good can I follow the template? We, we like to be discoverers. We like to figure things out, see how things work. And that is ultimately how we find our confidence um, as men. You know, how will I build a family? How will I build a business? It, it's all about figuring things out. And many times, we're going back to the adjustments and the, the excuses. You know, the if you're a problem solver, how can I make this work? Because you're going to figure out who you are when you look back and see what I was able to accomplish or what I was able to allow to not define me, even if I failed. If I messed up, didn't get it right, but I went through the process. I learned something about myself in the process. And that feeds into our identity and how we identify as people. And so men tend to identify who they are through what they do. Um, hey, we, we, we tend to, it, it's, it, that could be a good or bad thing, but right. ultimately, if you meet a guy, first thing you want to know is what do you do for a living? <laughs> what right. do you do? Right. Um, if you went to college, what do you do in school? What, what team, what basketball team do you like? We, we're all about identifying through what we do or what we engage with. Right. And when you are somebody who is afraid to work or afraid to engage with things, you all you, you, you tend to suffer a struggle with identity because right. there's nothing that really gives you a sense of mission because or a sense of drive because you're not doing anything with your hands. Right. You know, not literally, but what are you building? What are you putting together? And sometimes if you take all that away, a man will struggle. Like if a man loses his job right. or if a man can't provide for his family, that man will struggle. Why is that? Because we identify who we are through what we do. And so I think it starts with identity when you find what, what is your purpose? What do you love to do? What do you have a grace to do? That starts with your purpose. But ultimately, the grace comes in that I do this well. I do it the way I do it. And that's where you really discover who you really are. Right. And so it comes through um, this, this trial and error. But ultimately, whatever your passion is, whatever you feel your purpose is, you're going to kind of find out more about yourself when you start coming into contact with 
that work or that labor or the thing that you feel gives you gives you purpose that's very often connected with um, your identity. Right. See, and that's the part. That's why I like those three components when you're dealing with men, uh, because we're always trying to put our hands to something. Everybody is on the grind. Everybody is trying to do this. Everybody's trying to do that. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is that getting a clear understanding of what your purpose is, is where I think a lot of uh, men, uh, like you said, that's where that struggle is there is that, man, I'm building all of this stuff. Right. Okay. And I'm gonna give you a prime example is that um, Tom Brady said, I've won all these championships. Yeah. I got all the money that I need. Yeah. But yet he said he still feels like there's something missing. You see, see what that? I'm saying? So, yeah. and, that's the, and that's why I said is that when we're looking at our value and then our identity piece, and then I like how you wrapped it around that purpose is that the purpose is what really shines light on who you are as a, as, as an individual. Like that's how come you thinking that your purpose is to play football or yeah. Like, it's just an avenue. It's just an avenue to create. To get exactly, you to that. To get you to. And that's why I said, you know, on this show, yeah. we talk about God. Like, we love the Lord on this show. So, on this show, the reason why you would feel empty after succeeding in life at the highest level is because God has a purpose. And God's purpose is only for service. Like, it's really crazy. Absolutely. Because his purpose, Absolutely. The purpose, all, anybody who's searching for, oh, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? It, it's directly connected to service. Absolutely. Um, I mean, people who have a problem with service, they, they never get the full fulfillment of the labor in which they do because it can honestly either become all about you or it can be all about what you leave for others. And if right. you can get to the point where it becomes about other people and it's serving without losing yourself in it, but at the same time, you have to contribute to make society better especially right. being a light being the salt of the earth you're here to preserve the earth by making it better the first thing god gave adam was the ability to cultivate and make the earth better here, god right. gave you something really great here's a template now name it give it identity cultivate it make, bring out the best in it right. and so if you only go as far as doing the work but don't tap into the why am i doing this you'll have a very successful life without meaning Right. And that's the part that I think that's where we suffer as men is that. And that's, yeah, that's true. So, so you see how we wrapping right back around the value, right? Because yeah. if you do all that without meaning, then all of a certain, all of a sudden now the, your value is now being questioned. So that's why I look when yeah. I listen to Tom Brady, it was like, now, he, now he's back to questioning his actual value. Like, what do I actually bring to the table? So if I did all of this, like, I got drafted at the bottom. Now I'm at the top. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude got drafted at the bottom. Like he wasn't no superstar coming out of Michigan, but this dude came in and became something. And he's looking like, so if I did all of that, and I thought that this was something that was going to bring value to Tom Brady, then it didn't like it uh, right away. Now he's questioning not only purpose, but now he's got to go. Now he's going all the way back. Now he's trying to figure out like, who is the real Tom Brady? Because we link yeah. our, because we link everything to success or money, like yeah, say money and stuff like that is the value, and that's not really the value because people who have it's not money, at all, they struggle with understanding who they are after they receive yeah. every single thing that you get. It's like I got every single thing. I think Kobe said it. Uh, I listened to Will Smith. We talked about that before. Will Smith said the same thing. Like, dude, I got an abundance of everything. 
but yeah. yet it's like it's something still more that like he wants to know exactly what do I do to impact somebody. See, when you start talking about impact, then you're talking about then you're going back to value. Now you're adding all three together. So you're going value, identity, yeah. and purpose because that's where your impact is at. So now you know that I'm not valuable just to the movie industry or just to the NFL. I'm actually more valuable in serving. Like, yeah. like right now, wherever you guys are at, if you're able to help somebody and pay for gas, you get more joy out of that than you do running – you know, uh, a, a, a C, being a big time CEO over some type of industry. Yeah. That's why people don't show that part of their life, but everybody posts every time they do something nice for somebody. You know why? Because yeah. <laughs> service yeah. is more gratifying. They, they gra you're gratified, by, but it's just, you know, we got to be careful because then that's when that fleshly piece, you, you know, it's a, it's a fine line between what we should be showing and what we shouldn't be showing. I mean, according to God, you yeah. shouldn't be showing Anything you do for somebody else should be done in the dark. Yeah. And but most people will never tap into that because the only way serving other people does something for them is if they get the praise for it. And that's a, that's the difference between like people who really allow God to be their leader and people who are just the leader of themselves. It's right. based on who do they serve and who gets the glory. So if I'm right. over here feeding a bum and giving him a dollar and take a picture of him and put it on Instagram, it's like, look how great I am. If I do it in secret, it's like, man, look how great God is. I want you to show that. I'm going to show through my actions and not put mm -hmm. it on the gram. Some right. people never mature into the space of true value because they're self-serving. Right. And, and I'm all about you know taking care of yourself, mental health, emotional health, take care of you. But the number one priority should always be I'm taking care of this body because I honor what God gave me. It all, it all, it all should ultimately come back to doing sure. it unto the Lord. Because the moment you take God out the equation – like you dilute yourself in value and now you just, <laughs> seriously like like you like you you go on disc like you are immediately discounted you go on sale right away when right. you take god out of the equation right. because really it's, it's vanity at that point right and unfortunately vanity sells so most people would do stuff out of vanity because what everybody else is doing it. i'm gonna do it as for the gram and, I'm, and so everybody it becomes culture right and so now we start to conform to the very world we were called to change Right. And we dilute our value because we settled for a lesser king. We settled right. for a golden image. And we really had a whole lot more to inherit. But it's, it's too costly to do that because you have to deny yourself. Right. And most people don't want to deny themselves because they like themselves a little too much. Like the Bible doesn't say, um, don't think well of yourself. It just says, don't think more of yourself than you ought to think. Right. And I think when we go too far <laughs> and right. we become lovers of ourselves, Right. That's when we get into trouble, but no one's going to call us on it because that's the culture. Right. And that's the thing. And I, <laughs> you know, and I like, and I wanted to go down this path because I wanted to, it'll take us right into uh, the adjustments that we need to make today in yeah. a culture that actually pushes us to social media for that free marketing. Right. So it's like free marketing. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fine yeah. line on making the adjustment, making sure yeah. that, you know, after we're able to get past all the excuses and, and, and really get our mind focused, and then now we didn't jump into this culture that calls on us to actually expose a lot more of ourselves than we, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, you got to expose a lot yeah. more of yourself because the culture says that I want to know everything you do. That's how you get transactions. That's how you get customers. <laughs> That's how you get customers. And so the thing is that, but God is like, yo, I don't, like you said, I don't mind you thinking very, you know, I don't think you, I don't care about you thinking well of yourself, but when you start showing, you know, I picked up pizza for this homeless person. Um, I yes. did this, 
because the motive, you know, God is always checking our motive. So we're making all these adjustments. And God is like, yo, I see the adjustment, homeboy. But basically, you still have bad motives. Like, you're not. And I don't care how many people you feel that you're going to attract by doing what the culture tells you. I'm telling you that if you do it my way, I will, I could triple yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. If, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can actually triple it, but you got to actually give me an opportunity. So make the adjustment, yeah. take away the excuses. But at the end of all of that, let's always make sure that we're not conforming. So when we make those yeah. adjustments, just make sure your adjustment is not conforming to something that actually hinders you like and i think the funny thing is that immediately you go on sale you know it's like you're a disc, discounted, right, away. <laughs> right away you're like a discounted product right it's like don't fool around yeah. with that but i'm like uh but just you know for me and you both like we're trying to build some things around for our family and it's like i struggle with that social media piece on what do i need to show and what i don't uh my clothing line, we take a percentage of that and then we bless other organizations. Um, I'm sure that I could probably really get my business rolling in the right direction. If I started showcasing every dollar that I gave somebody. Um, but unfortunately I'm a Christian, so it doesn't allow me to actually flutter my gratitude, my, uh, the great things that I'm doing for others around on social media. I, I want to do it, because I think it would help the business. But when I read scripture, it's like, yo, you definitely, as a Christian, we don't go, we don't do that. We don't, we don't pray. You go in your closet. You don't go out on the street trying to put on a show. Like, like God really exit, he really exited us from being able to put on these, these plays and stuff, which devalue your Christianity. See, I mean, I mean, we're going on a lot of different trips, but it's like, when you talk about value and identity and purpose, it's linked to so many different pieces of us. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I was drawn to those excuses. Cause I was like, man, when you start making excuses, it can really hinder you. It can have you operating out of the culture. It can have, it can have you doing a lot of different things, but I like that. It said, you know, don't make the excuse dial in and make an adjustment. Yeah. And then as a Christian, making sure that that adjustment actually lines up with scripture so that yeah, you're not, absolutely. so that you know, what I'm saying, so that way you're not doing something that, you know, puts a slap on God because you know it's like Terrence Pure come out master leader and stuff. But then once you start talking about your faith, people really don't even hear anything else. Now they just want to see exactly how Christian are you, because that's really yeah. how that that's yeah. that's why we're the salt of the earth because it's basically God already knew that. Listen, dude, once you tell somebody you're a Christian, they're gonna watch you. Yeah, I'll tell you, when it comes to social media, I never struggle with it. And the reason why I don't struggle with it is I don't play to the crowd. So if, mm-hmm. I, if I set up a system and God gives me, because I don't do anything without really making sure it's the plan of God, the will of God, and the, the grace that God has given me to do it. So if I have all that, then I execute at the highest level and I don't worry about, because there's going to always be somebody who's critical of you at every level. The better you do it and the greater you get it, the more critics you're going to get. Success does not make criticism go away. Right. If anything, success makes you get more critics. And so when it comes to like social media, who do I show? I don't, I don't even go into that. I say, God, what is my brand? What is it that my business, who does it appeal to? Who's my customer? 
who am I called to reach help? And I don't have to water down my faith. Once God shows I lock in on that, then I don't pay attention to anything else. Because there's always the, the Bible says you're going to always have the poor among you. In other words, you're going to always have those around you who can't see the value, who can't interpret value correctly. Right. And they'll just throw accusations at you. Like, you know, Q and his wife, they just think they're the cutest couple. They just so fake. You're going to have people who think that. Then right. you have somebody else saying, man, that's goals for me. Those right. people who think y'all are fake, they're going to always be there. And so that's why I'm saying I, I never play to the crowd because the crowd right. is trending. The crowd right. is trending, but my destiny is written before I was even created. So right. I try to tap into that level of gifting because if I can tap into what's already been done and finished for my future, if I can tap into that, I'm on the right track. And God's giving me the grace not to go too far to the left or to the right. I can stay right on track. But if I play to the crowd, I'll start playing into what's trending and should I do this? It's like, man, God, you're going to have to give me grace to be an innovator and do it before I see it work. You know, give right. me something that this person may have done it and they did it very well. I never even noticed that. I was just trying to do a God show to you, right? right. And I think if we, if we tap into that, then we don't have to worry about how we appear to certain groups because you're going to always have people who don't feel you, who, ain't, who think you're doing it for the wrong reason, who don't want to buy. They're going to always have those among you. Right. And so I try to tap into God, who can I help? You know, right. uh, everybody's going to have that crucifixion. Everybody's going to have somebody who can't see beyond the carpenter's son. You're going to always, I mean, Jesus went through it so we can understand the blueprint of right. how do I go through persecution while I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to bless people and they're calling me names. They're calling right. me the carpenter's son or they're spitting right. on me. Or right. my poem boys, he's denying me. Like he don't know me. And I told him he's going to do it. He said, right. I ain't going to deny you. He did it. Like you're, you're going through the culture, right. and, but, you, but you're on assignment. And so I've learned that. All of that criticism and how you have to know who you are is part of that identity you talked about because you're going to have to stick to those convictions when people start to compromise or right. people start to demand something like, you know, Jesus do a miracle. He said, no, it's not time yet. Y'all got to chill with all that. It ain't time yet. Because right. people will try to pull you into the trendy and say, well, you should come out with a book right now. I'm like, no, I'm going to come out in six months like I said. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> right. people will try to pull you right. into what's trending because that's, that's just how people are. But you have to be locked into that assignment and know that there's like there's a mission to this. And there's not right. the cross is the ultimate mission, but my journey to the cross is also part of it. Right. right? The right. scripture wasn't just Calvary. The scripture was also what he did in each town he went to, the blind man, the sick person. All that was part of the legacy. The cross was just the climax of the story. And right. so before we get to that one monumental moment, who we are up until that point and what we build. It's all part of the holistic story that our children will read. And that right. people will also, somebody's going to see our story, and it's going to save a life. It's going to shift the generation. Right. And we got to stay locked into that. Not the person over there in the corner who's waiting for it to fail, or saying, "Man, you, Melissa, man, they, they, they just, I, I don't even hear you." But I have to have I have to pray for you because right. ultimately you may be saying that out of hurt. You may be saying that out of jealousy because your relationship isn't what you want it to be. So maybe you can't. So I don't know that what's driving that person to feel that way. But I can't play to the crowd right. because who they are in that in that criticism, they're only like that today. God may do something in their life and they may champion you tomorrow. But either way, I'm staying the course. Right. And the social media thing for me, it's like you know I don't like. I'm very protective of my girls. I got three girls. You know, I'm a dad of daughters. I'm like, do I put them on social media because they're cute? Because I know I could sell every book I have if I had my my kids, you know, if right. I used the dad with the girls. But I don't have to compromise because that's not what God gave me. Now, if God gave right. me that, he would give me a grace for it to do it right with integrity. But he didn't give me that. So why would right. I compromise just because I know this could be trendy? You see what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm not going to compromise my family because I know I could get likes and views if it's not the plan. Now, if it's the plan, then I'm going right. to do it. 
But right. if it's not the plan, why compromise? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at, even with my stuff. Yeah. Um, I could easily, and I mean, I did a, I did a podcast with my daughter, dude, and it was just like crazy. People loved it. You know, it was like a crazy yeah. thing. And so my daughter's like, "Oh, dad, come on, we gotta do it." I was like, "Well, I did it." Just as a one-time thing, I thought it would be nice to have a dad and daughter conversation. I said, "Yeah, do it again." I was like, "But that's not the, that's not the, uh, that's not the mission of the podcast. It's not a daughter-daddy podcast." I was like, "So yeah. having you on here every blue moon is cool." I was like, "But to have you on every week, even though that's what she wants to do, because she thought it was awesome, <laughs> um, yeah. because we were able to just sit on here and just really kick it and talk about, you know, me being a father." Um, but I just said, I think that sometimes as a dad, this is a man's podcast. I was like, uh, daughters are probably one of our biggest things that we have to deal with. Um, um, if you have daughters and if you have a son and a daughter, then it gets tricky. So, uh, but I'm with you with that. It's always trying to stick to your purpose, trying to making sure yeah. that, um, you know, getting rid of those excuses, making a quick adjustment or a long adjustment, but then making sure that I don't, I don't adjust too much of myself to where that I'm being or I'm being fed. I feed the the culture or the, 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 um, the masses to try to produce something that's really outside of my character or outside of the purpose of God, because ultimately this podcast was put together really to help men get an understanding of who they are. Um, understanding yeah. that other men have trouble and they have excuses and we have to make adjustments and if you can learn from other men who've made these adjustments and been able to get their selves in a great position all yeah. while seeking God's purpose, then I think that this is the stuff that we got to put on the mic. But, um, yeah. but check this out. We've already been on this boy for a minute. Check this. I want you to tell, yeah. tell everybody how they can get in contact with you. Uh, give them all your social media and all your stuff that they can reach you. I told you this guy's an author, so he's got books, he's got master classes, he's got conferences. So tell the people how they can get in contact with you. Yeah, so everything is um, is at Terrence Prayer. So um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, every social media platform, it's all at Terrence Prayer. Um, my website is terrenceprayer.com. And all of my content, um, it, it's all on my website. And all of the master classes and things like that, I tend to do like free open master classes use like facebook live or instagram okay. live so if you follow me on social media you'll be able to connect with that but the private master classes that i do are through uh, my coaching program which again is on my website so okay. the, the master classes that are on social media are kind of open for everybody to generate some good discussion and just talk about things that help us to be people of influence responsibly and to be leaders in our home and our job and our community and then the private master classes are all part of my coaching program. And that's when we whip out all the bells and whistles and help you to thrive in corporate America, entrepreneurship, ministry, and things like that. So, yeah, it's all available at, um, at Terrence Perry on social media and the private coaching sessions and the books and everything. Uh, my website, TerrencePerry.com. Sweet deal, man. I appreciate you for joining us uh, on the show today. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure, man. Hopefully you come back uh, one, two, three, four, five more times, maybe six, seven, eight more times. <laughs> yeah, man, we got to kick it on the Because here's the thing, man, me and you got that friendship energy, so we trying to sync it up over the phone. But if we were side by side with all the social distancing, we'd be clouded right now. I know. The thing yeah. is, we, we, love, we love what we do, and we feed off that energy, man. So I, oh, I yeah. love connecting with you, man, and I'm honored every time I get a chance to, to, to kick it with you. So, man, I'll be more than happy to do this again. For sure, I had a lot of fun with it. 
Oh yeah, for sure. When this social distance is over, dude, we definitely gonna put sit at the yeah. table together and give everybody at least a good full hour show of information. <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of information to talk about because like you said, we do got a friendship outside of um yeah. outside of the business stuff we talk about. We do have a personal friendship. So uh we definitely yeah. gonna get you in the studio once uh, we can get a little bit closer to each other. Uh definitely tell the wife and the kids, you know, the crumbies said what's up. Absolutely. <laughs> and Absolutely. uh and yo, everybody, you know what to do. I want you guys to like, share this, uh, share the uh, podcast, uh, your friends, anybody that's uh, interested in uh, getting to know themselves a little bit better or understanding business a little bit better. Definitely share this podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on Podbean. This is it. We're out. You scream for they even offer a deal ah. Be real, you and your date need to split the bill oh. You be dead broke, living like you make a meal Hard yeah. to cap you doing, yo, you really need to chill yeah. Cause the only way to live is to really yeah. be real, yo, yeah, yeah.